How's it going today, everybody? Today, I'm very excited to announce my guest. He's a former Monmouth University tight end, a first-team All-Big South recipient, and a member of the Spring League's Blues, Sean Clark. How are we doing today, brother? Hey, Mike. Man, I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no worries. So first and foremost, we got to rep the hometown. Tell us a little bit about your hometown and what makes it so special. Uh, for sure, man. Uh, I'm from a small town in upstate New York called uh, Potsdam. Uh, real, real small town, um, very rural community, small community, uh, very tight knit, hardworking people. You know, it's a, it's a lot of like teachers, um, you know, factory workers, you know, male, it's, it's construction guys. So it's, you know, it's like tough, hard nosed, you know, you work for what you have kind of place. So uh, it's, I love my town, um, love everything about it, my community. And, you know, honestly, it's made me who I am today. So I have nothing, you know, but love for, for Potsdam. For sure, man. Just like, just like everybody should have nothing but love for their hometowns. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your recruiting process out of high school and how you ended up at Monmouth University. So my path is kind of, it's kind of funny. It's different, definitely different. Um, so originally I went to high school at Potsdam um, and go, growing up, you know, I was always a quarterback actually in high school. So like, and, and I always played up a level. So in eighth grade, I got brought up to start on JV, the junior varsity uh, team to be quarterback. And then yeah. freshman year, we actually, I got brought up again, we got ended up getting hurt. So I missed my whole freshman year, sophomore year, I come back, I ended up splitting time uh, with another guy at quarterback throughout the whole year. And I'm like, like frustrated, you know, like I love football, like more than anything. And like, you know, I feel like I just had a lot to c contribute, a lot more to give to the team. And so my junior year, my coach made made me, uh, had me switch out to wide out. And so my junior year, I played wide out and like kind of loved it a little bit. You know, it was a little bit different. And after that year, uh, finally, I was like my mom and my family and I, my dad, uh, we just kind of talked about, you know, what am I really trying to do? Like, where am I trying to go in life? Um, is this football like really what I want? And, you know, that obviously that it's, it is, it's where my heart is. So I left there junior year, went to prep school uh, out in Massachusetts. And I you know I just kind of took like, it was just like a home run, you know, just kind of home run shot and hope for the best. So I kind of went out there, Massachusetts, year and a half played out there for under a guy named uh, Wayne Clark, probably like one of my best mentors uh, I've ever had in my, in my life. But you talk about like learning how to be a man, like what it means to be a man, like core values. Wayne Clark, like, thank you very much. Um, make sure I give him a shout out because one of the best suits I've ever met. Um, but, you know, just I got to prep school and, and it was an opportunity for me to grow and to play against better competition. Um, went back to playing quarterback, actually, and got recruited by several schools. Um, all all my scholarships were from the FCS, le FCS level. Um, only two walk-ons from uh, Syracuse and NC State. And, you know, my goal was either I get a scholarship or I'm not going to college. And I told my mom that I said, I'm going, going for everything or I'm going to come home and I'm going to work. And so, you know, I kind of, we kind of just put all my eggs in one basket and, and worked and, you know, I was a three sport athlete as well, but, you know, put all my eggs in, in, in the football thing. And I took a offer from Monmouth. That's where the Monmouth thing came. They came at actually the first school to visit me at, at Cushing my senior year. And uh, they offered me that tight end spot. And the more I thought about it and stuff, like I thought back to high school and playing receiver and like, as much as I loved having that ball in my hands all the time as a quarterback, like the real, like, if I'm going to make it, I'm going to be a tight end. And that's what everyone told me always. So 
you know, I just kind of took a leap of faith. Mama took a leap of faith. And yeah, that's kind of like my, my recruiting story. It's kind of, you know, there's more, more intricacies to it, but very long process, you know, very dragged out from, from being at Potsdam and then having yeah. to go to, uh, to Massachusetts, you know, I moved away from home at 16 years old. So I've been on my own for, you know, I'm 25 now. So, you know, nine years on my own already. So it's definitely helped me learn some, some great life values. Yeah, for sure. That's a crazy journey, bro. Cause a lot of, a lot of the dudes that I have on the show, they got like, you know, 20 division one offers and they, it was a hard decision to which one to pick, you know, they had to decide which would be the best fit for them to go on journeys. And yours was not so much. So, you know, you just kind of, you got what you, what you got and then, you know, and then it, it ended up working out well. Cause you know, you know, following your career at Monmouth, you know, yeah. you had, a, you had a great career at Monmouth. <laughs> um, what kind of NFL pro, pro football interest did you have? So I actually talked to quite a few teams going up to the to the draft, you know, Indy, Arizona, uh, Buffalo, and a couple other teams are from Tennessee and um, Tampa Bay. And really it was just, you know, not really, I didn't really try and worry too much about, you know, who I'm talking to because being like being from the FCS, like you're an underdog already. And it's more, more or less, it's less about what you say and more about what you do. You know what I mean? And like I said, going back to, uh, you know, Wayne Clark having those, uh, you know, those values he set me and just being a worker and also, you know, just my hometown, like having all those like core values instilled in me, um, you know, I was like, you know, I'm just going to work and like show them. So, you know, the t- all the talks were great and whatever, but, you know, it really comes down to just performing and, you know, so uh, let's talk to those teams come, uh, up to pro day and, and through to the draft and yeah. Nice. So you played in the spring league this past season, um, which I've talked to plenty of dudes from the spring league. I love talking to all the spring league guys. They're always so chill and down to earth. Uh, how that kind of, how did that process like come about? How did it unfold? And then what was it like getting to showcase your talents in front of like NFL scouts and stuff like that on a regular basis? For sure. Uh, so originally um, when I was in Indy, I went to the Colts in August for a workout. I was in Indy for a week and uh after I left there, like they basically just said, just, you know, stay ready. And that like ate away at me, it was eating away at me. Like, you know, I felt like I killed my workout and did, you know, did everything right. And I was more than ready for that, for the opportunity, but you know, like it, God's timing is everything. So, you know, you just kind of go back to the grindstone and, you know, I went back home, kept training, kept training. And my agent called me, Sean, uh, Sean Stilato. He's out of Boston. Great dude. And uh, he's like, Hey, I got another opportunity for you. Do you want it? Like, it's just an opportunity to showcase your abilities. And I said, absolutely. So, you know, there was a spring league down there in San Antonio. And I was like, you know what? Like, everywhere I've, I've been, it's been, can this kid play? Like, it's always been, like, you know, the, the mantra. Because coming from a small town, I, that's why I left home, my home from, from the beginning, like, to begin with. You know what I'm saying? It was always, like, politics. And it was, you know, plus my area didn't get recruited. So I've always been the underdog my whole life. Six, eight, but I'm still the underdog, you know? It, and it sucks but it's always just been about having to prove myself. And so I was like, yeah, you know, like this goes back to, you know, the stopping grounds, like just time to work again, took that opportunity. And, uh, you know, it was just, it was un- unbelievable actually, you know, just to be out there and like really just feel like yourself. You're like, okay, I can really play with that. You know, some of the best guys out there. It doesn't matter, you know, where you come from. And I hope any kid that's listening right now, like don't ever, don't ever let anybody put limits on yourself. Like, you know, like I had so many people tell me, oh, you know, you should probably just stick to basketball or play, keep playing baseball. And it's like, that's not where my heart was. You know what I'm saying? 
So yeah. it's just like every opportunity that I get to just go work and like showcase my abilities, like that, that fuels me, that fires me. And like, if people are doubting me, you know what I'm saying? That's just, add it to the fun. So. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's, that's one thing, you know, especially in like 2021, there's so many opportunities to showcase your talents. So now with the XFL coming up again, you know, all that stuff, you know, there's just even more opportunities for guys exactly like you, you know, underlooked their entire lives for no reason. I mean, you can obviously ball. Like I put on the film, you know, like you're a dog yeah. out there, you know, how tall are you like six, eight, like <laughs> tight end yeah. can run like a receiver has quarterback in his background. There's no reason you shouldn't be on an NFL roster, but you know, you just might have a different way to get there. You know, hey, everyone's paths different, right? Exactly. Exactly. So how did your kind of experience in the Spriggling allow other opportunities to open up? Yeah. So, the spring league was, it was interesting because it brought obviously, you know, so many different, you know, people together. Um, but it also allowed for, you know, outside, you know, so CFL guys to come down and, and, and scout and, you know, different people to come out. And that's what actually where rugby came in. Um, this team, the Colorado Raptors out of the MLR, they had, they're like doing like this rebuild. Right. And uh, leaving the MLR in the United States, the professional rugby league there. And they're trying to take, all these dudes from, from football, the best football guys are just the best athletes in America they can find and just, you know, develop an American rugby team that can compete on a national stage and, you know, play for the U S national team. So they hit me up and I'm like, it was a DM and I'm like, are you skeptical? You know what I'm saying? I opened my DMs. It's like, I sat and it was a guy named Peter Paskey, who's actually a really good dude. And, uh, you know, I sat him up for a day and I'm like, another day I sat him on and I'm like, you know what, maybe we should DM, like, just, what's the worst that, like, you know, yeah. I thought it was in my spam, so I'm like, I'll just, I'll just see what they have to say, and they're like, you know, we just want to listen, you know, to the opportunity we have for you, that's all we want you to do, just, you know, let us fly you out to Denver, and uh, let's, let's just show you this opportunity that we want to present to you, and, you know, because we're at the Spring League, we're already there trying to get another opportunity to begin with, right, like, COVID, all this stuff has limited opportunities for, not, not just myself, there's, hundreds and thousands of guys that are, that are still trying to play right so you know just to not feel sorry for yourself and just any opportunity you can get you have to take at this point right now so I was like I thought about it sat on it for another month after I flew out to Denver um to to just watch the camp they were putting on they had like 35 40 guys out here that were crossover athletes all football guys like some big name guys I mean old Miss like Purdue you know like SEC guys ACC guys out here um so I'm watching you know, and I'm like, this is actually like pretty amazing to, you know, it's a, it's a pretty cool sport. It's almost like the best gym class, like game you've ever had, but you get to, you know, mess each other up at the same time. Um, so I was like, yeah, I'm going to sit on this opportunity. And like, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. And so there you go out here in Colorado now, man. <laughs> Hey, that's what's up. So that kind of does lead us into the next question. You kind of already went over, you know, how the situation unfelt, like unfolded. But, you know, do you think you're already at the point where you love the sport of rugby and all of that? Or like kind of like how are you at? And then like kind of what's that kind of, I guess, adjustment been like, you know, going from football to rugby? That's such a good question. So like, you know, I've never prior to this, never knew anything about rugby. Like I might have watched, you know, you might see clips and stuff like here and there, but like. No, I don't, not, not a single rule, just like most of the guys that are out here. So like I came out and I'm like, am I going to like this? Or is it just like an op another opportunity for me to train? You know what I'm saying? Stay ready. And that's at first, that's kind of like how I was thinking about it. And you get out here and like, you just play one time and like be around the culture and the guys, the coaches, like, 
like you fall in love with it quick. Like I, I definitely can say that, you know, I love, I love playing rugby right now. Um, does that mean that, you know, I don't want to keep playing football? Absolutely not. Like I want to be at the pinnacle of, you know, my sports career, like my athletic career, but at the same time, now that I'm here and have an opportunity to showcase what I can do in a whole another professional sport, like, it's just another opportunity. Like I said before, and you know, I live my life one opportunity at a time. I have to as the underdog. So, you know, my ultimate goal now is, you know, hopefully I can play football down the road, but I also want to try and make the U S national team and play in a world cup and represent my country. Like that's so much bigger than, than myself. Like I'd like to be a part of something, you know, bigger than me. So that's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. And and it's crazy. You know, I bet those hits, those hits got to hit a little bit harder now that you're not wearing pads. <laughs> you know what it is, though? Like, you definitely feel it. Obviously, you definitely feel it. It's man on man. Um, definitely no time to be soft. But at the same time, it's like a respect thing because you don't have pads on, right? Like, so I'm not having a guy come fly out and take my knee out, you know, from the side and I don't see him, you know, like a blind side or, you know, I don't do flying in trying to take out my ankles, ankle swipers. So, like, the game's more... It's physical, yes, but at the same time, like because you have a mutual respect, like you're you're physical, but you're just there's a way to tackle, you know. There's more strategic, yeah, and and it's more head up, like you you know you're gonna get hit, right? You both know you're gonna get hit, so the when you when you guys hit each other, it's just like I said, it's a mutual respect kind of thing. So it's just it might hurt, but you're not getting your your knees blown up, you're not getting your ankles taken out, like it's a nice clean hit. That's that's what this game's about. So it's interesting, man. It's a just. And like I said, like you get to be a complete athlete. I think that's the coolest part. Like you play offense, you play defense, you make tackles, you know, you run the ball. Like it don't matter if you're big or small, you know? So it's a, it's an ultimate team sport. So like I can also take what I learned from here and, you know, and, and apply it back to, you know, football or just everyday life, you know what I'm saying? Like life lessons. So. Yeah, for sure. So I know we've all, we've all seen those like YouTube videos growing up where it's like, which one's harder football mm. or rugby. So which one hits harder, football or rugby? <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I think I think football still overall, because you got guys flying like torpedoes, right? Like you have pads on, like you're getting blown up at pretty much every play. And rugby is just a consistent, like consistent hurt. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you're just going to feel every play, but you're not getting your knees blown up, like I said. So I'd say football probably like hurt wise would hurt it hurts more but rugby is definitely like it's it's tough on your body man like it's it's physical physically demanding <laughs> bottom line they both hurt <laughs> yeah they, they both hurt man yeah <laughs> for sure so we're going to kind of switch it up go over ask you a little yeah. bit of a fun question real quick this one's going to be a tough one though it always is a tough one who's the best athlete you've ever played with and then who's the best you've ever played against we can take it back to little gritters man high school anywhere college doesn't matter professional level Probably the best athlete I've ever played with, hands down, uh, Jalen Adams. I don't know if you ever heard of him. He uh, he played basketball. So when I was at Cushing, I played basketball as well. Won a New England championship. But, like, there were a bunch of dogs on that team. Caleb Joseph went to Syracuse, our point guard. Jalen Adams, though, this kid, like – He go to UConn? Yeah, he went to UConn. I, I know him from the – All buzzer beaters. He Erie, did that I, know, I know him from the Erie Bayhawks, actually. I work for yeah. them. So I actually, yeah, we actually are actually pretty close friends. (laughs) Yeah. So, so me and Jalen, like we went to school together and uh, played ball together. He actually came out. I got, I talked to him into coming playing uh, football with me at Cushing. Like he came out for the football team one year 
uh, his junior year, and it was awesome. I had him on the right and this kid named Adris Takey on the left, both studs from the basketball team. Um, but Jalen, like, when this kid moved, like, he floats. He's just so naturally smooth and athletic and, like, no yeah. understand how to use your body. Like, you can't coach stuff like that. It's just naturally – it's just God-given, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, definitely Jalen's probably the best athlete I've ever played with. Um, but against – against, man. That's a tough one, honestly. Because it depends on, like, you think about it, like, what, what sport, you know, like yeah. – against we might have to come back to that yeah at the end of the show let's come back to that (laughs) sounds sounds good sounds good uh so let's take it on a little bit of a more serious note kind of what's some of like the biggest adversity you've had to face whether it's your football career whether it's in your life it doesn't matter how'd you get through it um yeah just kind of kind of break it down for us so actually um you know this is a pretty this is a pretty good story uh it's, it's definitely it's tough it was tough for me to share like you know as it happened and, you know, stuff a couple of years ago. But uh, so my sophomore year, freshman and sophomore year, like getting in college and having that freedom, you know, kind of overtook me a little bit, you know, getting to go out and hang out with the boys and you kind of get wrapped up in the college lifestyle a little bit. Almost like, you know, you're on the football team, you almost you've never felt something like that before. Um, and, you know, just making some poor decisions. And, you know, ultimately at my by my sophomore year, I had failed out of school. You know, I lost my scholarship. I lost everything, you know, my coaches respect, my teammates respect, but my guy, Jeff Gallo, my coach, Jeff Gallo and my head coach, Kevin Callahan, thankful for them forever. Still believed in me because I knew that I was capable of, of so much more. And I just had to see it within myself. You know what I mean? It was like a, a growing point and just to, to see the mistakes I made the decisions I made and just to, to better myself, to learn from these mistakes and start to grow as a man. And I'll never forget. So after it was right before Christmas break and uh, I went home and I get a letter, you know, you've been dismissed from the university, lost scholarship, lost blah, 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 blah. I get a phone call from my coach, Jeff Gallo, and we're talking and he's on the phone and he, he said, you have, you have two, two choices right now. You can either be the champ or you can be a chump. What do you want to be? So what do you want to be in life? What, what, what do you want to define you? Like, what do you want to be defined as? And like, when you think about, you know, just all the, everything that rides on these decisions, you know, you know what I mean? It's like the first real hard, like life decision I've ever had. And like reality, reality check, you know what I mean? Like I'm not bigger than anybody else in this whole world. Like, I'm not better than you. I'm not better than whoever, you know, Joe Schmo down the road. It doesn't matter. You know, we're all equal and just to not never be too high on yourself, you know, and that, in that moment when he talked to me and uh, you know, I was like, you're absolutely right. Like I can either be a champ or I can be a chump. And I chose to try and be a champ. And he gave me an opportunity. He, when I got back to school, um, you know, it kind of took me under his wing for the last couple of years and just helped me, understand you know what it means to be a man like we're gonna make bad bad choices throughout life like not everyone makes the best choices but it's learning from those choices right those decisions you make and like just constantly growing like one percent better every day is what we say one percent better if you can get one percent better every day you're doing something right and so you know he took him and coach callahan jeff gallon coach kevin callahan believed in me enough to get me back into the university i had to write my statements you know and i wholeheartedly and from the time I got re-enrolled and got my scholarship back, I think 
from that day, it was like, you know what, like, if you really want to be something, if you really, you know, say you want to do all this stuff, like, here's your shot, like, this is your last chance to, to really make something of yourself and prove to everybody that, you know, you can do whatever you want in life. And that's kind of like, you know, I don't mean to, you know, keep dragging this on, but, you know, it kind of changed, changed into like a, a dream for me, right? Like after that whole, that whole incident, I had, I came up with this hashtag called dream big. And so, you know, simple people probably use it all the time before me or whatever, but I started using it. And it was like, just to remind myself that my dream is so much bigger than me, right? I represent a whole community back home. Like I've, kids look up to me, you know, people, people ask me for help or advice or you understand. So like understanding the, how big your character character can be to somebody and like just how much being there and being a role model can, can mean to other people. And like, so I started that dream big thing and just like, I started living by it every day. Like, and you know, and co having coach there every day, Jeff Gallo to push me through college. That's really why I succeeded, you know, because I had those dudes around me that when I needed to be kicked in the ass and like, Hey, you can do so much better. Like I had it, you know, I'm thankful for that. And so it kind of created that dream for me. I wanted to be able to inspire and like, I want to be a help kids, you know, down in the future. And like, just to be an example of like, no matter what you do in life, like do everything wholeheartedly and like never give up on yourself ever, ever. Yeah, you for know? sure. For sure. And it's definitely, definitely good because this podcast is definitely gonna help a lot of people, my man. So just you <laughs> sharing that story, I, I greatly appreciate it. And I, I, a lot of people will appreciate it as well. Absolutely, man. So take that time to take this into our last question. Any advice to the young athletes out there trying to chase their pro football dreams? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'd say just for, you know, all the kids that are going to listen to this or anyone out there in general, as I just said, do not ever, ever stop believing in yourself. Like no matter how down you get or like how down you get on yourself, just always know that you are capable of so much more in life. Like I've been at the lowest of lows, you know, I've hit literally rock bottom and had to have help, like get, you know, had to have people help me like to, to bring me back up and like, don't be afraid to, you know, be a man. Like being a man is, you know, understanding your mistakes and your downfalls and, and growing up. So just always work your hardest one, never give up on yourself and dream big. Exactly. Sean Clark, ladies and gentlemen, played in that, the, the spring league this past year. He also playing some rugby right now. We'll be tuned in over here. Uh, keep grinding, bro. I appreciate you coming on the show today. Yeah, man. Thank you for having me so much, man. Appreciate nope. you. No problem.